Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be revealed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not of its own will, but by the will of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself will be free from its bondage to decay and obtain the glorious liberty of the children of God. Thus says St. Paul. As of late, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, there seems to have been an extraordinarily high number of natural disasters. The heavens have torn at the earth with a fury like none in recent memory. We have witnessed tornadoes shredding through parts of Mississippi and Alabama, one in Missouri destroying an entire city. The earth has shaken violently. Earlier this year, Japan hit with a magnitude 9.0 earthquake that devastated the country. An earthquake that will take years to recover from. An earthquake that caused damage to a global economy. Back in February, the earthquake, an earthquake devastated Christchurch, New Zealand. And as the world could only watch on in horror. The rivers of our own land have flooded, washing away thousands of homes And in some places, entire towns. And in cruel twists of fate, farmers watched as part of their farmland washed away, while other parts withered and shriveled into dust, all within the same square mile, all on the same farm. And gone and not forgotten is Hurricane Katrina. Many areas of the Gulf have yet to recover, and perhaps others never will. The name Katrina is something that will remain etched in the consciousness of this land for some time. And along with all these natural disasters of late has come commentary on them. The unusual, if you want to call it unusual, patterns of weather and calamity have caused all sorts of people to try and find out why. Mention climate change or greenhouse gases and a political argument is sure to be nearby. A heated political argument. Claims of scientific evidence proving why all these calamities have plagued the world are leveled. It's the fault of humanity ruining the earth. Not too far behind this thesis are arguments that that research is flawed, is off track, is wrong-headed and biased. And behind that argument is a serious argument. Other theses point not at humanity, but at God. How many televangelists have we heard and have been blasted for saying that it was God who sent Katrina to New Orleans for the iniquities of man? How many backward preachers have made the claim that it is because of the sinfulness of humanity that God unleashed the tornadoes and the winds on the southeast? How many self-proclaimed theologians have claimed God's wrath took the form of flood or quake as punishment for infidelity? Now, with all these discussions in politics, in the universities, with all the media sensationalism focusing on every preacher with a condemnation, wrestling with why our world shakes and floods and rips and tears is bound to cross the mind of everyone. Why does God allow it? 
This morning we get a bit of insight into our world. We get a thesis, really, from a different perspective. St. Paul writes to the Church of Rome. We know that the whole creation has been groaning and travail together until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. St. Paul proposes the thesis this morning, beloved, that creation is affected by the fall. And that creation too waits on redemption, waits on the redemption and coming of Jesus Christ to make all things new. Now that's a theme through the book of Revelation and elsewhere throughout the whole Bible. It is understood that at the second coming of Christ, all of creation will be made new. Our heavenly home will contain material creation, will somehow contain the earth. So then, creation groans. The language St. Paul chooses very intentionally, translated groaning and travail, has at its meaning and foundation the torturous convulsions of a frustrated mother at birth. He did that on purpose. So mind you, not an easy or happy birth, not a Kodak moment, but one that is painful and torturous and chaotic. Chaos. So then natural calamities are not the wrath of God, but chaos, a chaotic creation that longs and convulses and groans and waits with hope for Jesus Christ to come again and to make all things new. Paul argues that creation shares our own longing and we share its longing and groaning, convulsing and waiting for Christ to come again, waiting for salvation, waiting for the new creation of the kingdom of God. The entire creation, St. Paul argues, is in a state of chaos. Humanity is in a state of chaos caused by illness, death, evil, isolation. Humanity is not what God created it to be. And it groans in travail for redemption. We ourselves groan inward. Creation is in a state of chaos and not what God created it to be either. Shown forth in calamity and dearth groaning and travail for redemption alongside us, humanity. It's very interesting to think about all of these things with Paul's thesis. We mirror creation, creation mirrors us. We share together in longing for redemption. We groan and travail together. We long to rid ourselves of chaos together. Calamity and natural disaster then are not the wrath of God, but a fallen state longing to be saved and redeemed. Creation does not work against us, but yearns for the reign of the kingdom of God with us in solidarity with humanity. So perhaps, perhaps the disasters of late are not merely or only the effects of carbon monoxide or the wrath of God upon a sinful and idolatrous generation. Perhaps the disasters of late are something else. A creation groaning in travail, longing for the coming of Christ, writhing for redemption just as in every human heart. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, As creation continues in chaos, 
as humanity continues in chaos. Let us continue in prayer that our bondage be broken and we obtain the glorious liberty of the children of God, Paul speaks about. In the chaos, let us remain Christian. Let us love others, help others, care for those in need, try to bring godly order to the chaos that lies around us. And let us never take our eyes off the second coming of Christ. Let us have our hearts prepared. Let us have the spirit of the living God within us. And let us be about the things of God and not the things of chaos. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.